welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 37 of Baking with Booze. I almost did the whole, like, hi, we're your hosts, as if that doesn't play. <laughs> the beginning of every episode. In case you did not know, yeah, precisely five seconds ago. Yeah, I'm Katie, and that's Bree. It was your birthday yesterday. I know you're aware of that, but hey, everybody, it was Bree's birthday yesterday. <laughs> she is now 31 years old. Do you feel old? Only when I realize that my son is 10. That is the only time I feel old. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't have any reservations about getting older until I just said 31. And I'm like, I'm okay being 30, but it's my turn to be 31 here in a couple of months. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like that number. It doesn't sit well on my tongue. I think, I think it's more like you feel like you should have your shit a little bit more together. Like went back when we were kids, you know, 30 year olds, they had their shit together, right? Like. <laughs> Like, yeah, in my head, 30-year-olds had their shit together. You know, they were adults. Yeah. My mom had me when she was 29, Uh which for me was, uh, yeah, of course, a year ago. And so I was 29 a year ago is (laughs) what I mean to say. (laughs) And no, (laughs) like, you know, God knows we've, we've tried but when I really stop and think about it, I'm just like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe that wouldn't be, maybe I'm not adult enough yet to try and raise a child. <laughs> they let people have kids this young. <laughs> Knowing there are, you know, there yeah. are young parents out there like you. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I'll ask you that. A super annoying question that all everybody's family asks them right after their birthday. Do you feel any older? Do you feel any different about being 31 than being 30? No. No. Not really. I remember there was, when you got married the first time and I asked you the annoying question, do you feel any different? Like, is it super different being married now? And you were like, not really. We just share a bank account now. Correct. <laughs> I am now married for the second time, and it's the same thing. I I just <laughs> I think about that sometimes now and laugh to myself. Where you're like, fucking no, yeah. like not really, because you know when you're, at least when you're a little girl in, you know the rural areas of the U.S. You you sort of have like that built up that. Um, being married is all honeymoon and, and unicorns and rainbows. Um, and, or at least that's how I had it built up a little bit that it was like the pinnacle. It was, it was, it was the main goal. Yes. It was, it was the achievement. And I'm like, how does it feel? And you're like, fucking awful. Really? (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) No shocker there. Um, yeah, the best thing about being married is that now your debts are tied together. <laughs> so, 
and you're getting married next month. So (laughs) I, I offer you that same, not even advice, but like that same enthusiasm. I'm like, go for it. If you want to tie your debts together and, and, um, what did I say? Share a bank account, which of course you don't have to, but we just do it because it makes paying our bills easier. Well, you know, this time around, I, I'm going in, <clears throat> goodness, <clears throat> I don't know what happened. The demons were trying to get out there for a second. I had multi-level voices, huh. but, um, yeah, I'm going into it this time knowing full well what I'm getting into because it's been almost 10 years since I was married before. Bitch, I always forget that you were married at one point. Oh, I know. Everybody does. I always <laughs> because it was like... And of course, you're you're aware. It was like it's done, it's undone. Yeah. Done, yeah. undone. How long were you married for? A year. Was it a year? It was a year. But I thought it was like four months. No. We were married a year. We separated after six months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, we were we were married for a whole year, but we separated after six months. Mm-hmm. Because it shit was not working to be fair we did not live together until we got married and you also had a child yes and we also just had a child who had like some health issues a lot of health issues (laughs) so there were a fair amount of stressors but even as time has gone on we see that it would not have worked anyway yes so spank you yeah anyway um you got to go to work for your birthday Yes. Congratulations. Hashtag adulting. Um, But other than work, how was your week? How has your birthday week been? It has been fine. Um, Honestly, I don't remember much about this week because it was like, get to Friday, get to Friday, get to Friday. Just because I wanted to not be at work. Um, Preach it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to me in a second. (laughs) Monday was fabulous because that was the first, my first Monday off without kids. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Since your new schedule kicked in. Yes. Because last Monday I didn't have to work, but I had my children. And so this week I had got so many things done, but I felt like I didn't get anything done too because I was telling Chris, man, I wish I had another hour just to finish everything. Also, Monday was the first Cub Scout meeting. Gross. Um, so that was fun and interesting. Um, yeah, so this the Cub Scouts is a thing that we're doing now. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, he's enthusiastic, and when I'm there, I'm, like, enthusiastic for him. Because he's so excited. But yeah, when I get like to my house, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? Because you're a good you're a good mama and you despite your social anxieties, you know, you are you are not letting that prohibit you from engaging in in something that your extrovert son much wants to take part of yes and he wanted to comment on what the leader was saying while she was talking and we were in the front row so i kept having to tell him to hush 
because you don't need to like respond to it's rhetorical it is rhetorical my boy mm-hmm. um also if y'all wants popcorn hit me up because boy scouts and popcorn you put don't push your shit on me <laughs> fucking i hated selling shit when i was in school yes ffa Fucking, you want to buy some oranges? Bitch, I don't even like oranges, and I had to sell the motherfuckers. We sampled the popcorn uh, um, on Monday. That must have been thrilling. Yes. Actually, some of them were really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Would you like to sample my wares? Yes. They're like, how can you sell something if you don't know what it tastes like? And I'm like, this is a fair point. I like how you think. Fucking touche. Why don't we try selling some fucking pizza or some nachos? Yes. Or something really healthy like that. I'm like, I, okay. All right. Good deal. But yeah, this, uh, this week was just really trying to get shit done. I called the kids off of uh, soccer practice on Tuesday because mama needed a break. Mm-hmm. I had been running for an entire week. We went, met with the officiant on Sunday. I ran all over creation Saturday. Like, I was up, for me, 6.30 is fairly early. Um, and we had to be at the soccer field by 7.30. <laughs> yeah, and we were there till 9.00 go get groceries, go home, and come back at four. Yeah, it was pretty great. So I ended up taking a nap on Saturday because I'm like, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then the end of this week was cold. Cold as fuck. Like, I was happy for today. Today was kind of nice for me. Uh, yesterday got chilly. Because it went from, like, 80 to 50. Yes. Which, I mean, hashtag Ohio. Yes. If you're from here, you fucking know. If you're not from here, congratulations. I want to be you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, pretty much what you said. 80 to 50. Oh, also, congratulations. Uh, The weather's been really nice. Now enjoy some rain for three days straight in the 50s and wind. Yeah. Which, if you're from the Midwest, you know it wouldn't be so bad if it just weren't so windy. And that was our life this week. Yes. I'm wearing a rabbit onesie because I have not been able to get warm for two days. You look like the chick from Bob's Burgers when I when I rolled up. <gasps> Louise! Yes. Let me put my thing back on, my hat. That way I have my little bunny ears. Just yes. ignore the face because the face is stupid. It's obviously meant for somebody who's not 30 years old, but fuck them. Yeah. Girl, I have a penguin one at home. Oh. I have a penguin one. It's a little blue penguin. And I have a nutcracker one. So you're in good company. Nutcracker? It has a butt flap. A butt flap? Yes. I think it says cracking nuts on the back of it. Your ass is cracking nuts. Yep. Oh, I, it, that'd be so beneficial for my IBS in the middle of the night. Yes. Open my butt flap. Yes, because it has two buttons to open the butt flap. And it says, I think, I believe it says cracking nuts and it has a little nutcracker that's winking. Ah! <laughs> 
I see what you did there. <laughs> Wait, is it like snap buttons or is it like you have to put them in the hole yourself buttons? I can't remember. Okay, well... The snap ones would be easy, but you know what? Being back there where you have nothing to push it against, because it just would sink into your ass. Girl, you got all that badonka donk. Okay, but still, like, you would have to find a bone. You got some schmeat back there. To, you know, leverage. You got a, a, a fine, juicy gluteus maximus. I don't know why I'm getting so... Worshipy. Worshipy? Why am I talking about your ass? I don't know. That ass, though. <laughs> that ass, not. Okay, I'm done. Keep interrupting your week. Are you done? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm a little hysterical. I've actually... Delirious. Delirious, yes. I've reached that part um, in, like, my sleep-awake cycle where I've been awake long enough and denied sleep long enough that I am now weird again. Weirder than normal. Slap happy. Yes, I'm slap happy. That's it. I talk a lot. And it probably sounded like a little frog croaking. Yeah, I was trying to not make noises. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have, I think I mentioned this in the last episode that I had to go to first shift for a week. I think so. Okay, well, I was on first shift this week, um, which is 7 a.m. to 3.30, which means I have been waking up at 5.30-ish. <laughs> um, and as I said to you a little while ago, it's been two plus years since I saw 5.30 a.m. from this side. Yeah. <laughs> um, waking up to it instead of going to bed to 5.30 a.m. So, and that's all thanks to COVID. People at my work getting sick, like my boss, and, you know, not having anybody to uh, supervise mm-hmm. while we're there. So, me and another guy ended up having to go to set uh, first shift for this week. So, not only was it a major change in my sleep schedule, but instead of being alone, I got, I mean, I got to work with Brandy again. That was great. But I also had to work with three other people, which, I mean, I don't mind them or anything, but... It's a lot more people than what I'm used to. Right. So I had to people a lot more this week. I'm more feral than this. Yes. <laughs> so not only was I, like, just physically exhausted, I was mentally drained from having to people so much. Yes. Plus, I there were there were, may have been a time or two where everybody else that's used to first shift... Um, you know, like somebody would have to come into the room from outside the department to get a part checked because we kind of do like quality control type stuff ish too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're talking about like just, I don't know, they're just talking, period. They're talking. Right. And it's kind of loud. And I had to stop my face <laughs> from being from like reacting. <laughs> yeah, from being like, it is 7 20 in the morning. One, why are you talking? To why are you talking so loudly? Yeah. I I am a, I, I am asleep at this time. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see the sunrise. So that's all I have to complain about. <laughs> that that being said, I just realized because I Chris and I had this conversation that I'm about to tell you. 
So Monday morning, Katie sends me a text asking me for the TikTok for last week and if I took a picture of the food for last week. And it was at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And (laughs) I turned to Chris and I said, why the fuck is she sending me this text when she's about to go to bed? Because, bitch, if I gotta be up, you gotta be up. I'm like, why is this in my inbox when I know full well that she sent me this text and rolled over and went to bed? And and I just realized it was because you were awake and at work. Yeah. And thinking about it. Correct. It makes so much more sense now because I was trying to make heads or tails of that. I did have a thought, like, I know she's going to be so just, like, weirded out, I guess, that there's a text messaging message coming into your phone at this time in the morning. Like <laughs> sometimes you get random shit at like four. Yes. Four thirty maybe. Yeah. Maybe even five. But like past five I don't really I'm usually asleep. Right. Definitely not seven. So I did I did have a thought about that. I'm like, oh I bet she's gonna like waking up to see a text from me first thing in the morning. <laughs> Like, well, what yeah. the fuck? Because my alarm goes off at 7, and I, I like, look at my phone, and I'm like, why is she worried about this now? <laughs> because she's, she's, I had to fucking function. She's like, I, I was thinking you were going to sleep, and these were your final thoughts before you went <laughs> to sleep. I gotta get that TikTok video and that picture from Brie. God yes. damn. Yes, it's due tomorrow. Hello. You're part of the uh, group assignment, lady. Yeah, so that's... I don't know. I can't really even think of anything. Honestly, I've been more productive this week than I have been in two years since I've been on second shift. Mm-hmm. Um, Played much ball. Yeah, I threw ball with Lola because, God forbid, I don't throw ball with Lola. Do much dishes. Yeah, I did dishes like five fucking times this week. I did laundry. I just uh, just the things i did all the things that you're supposed to do pretty much and i'm exhausted by it <laughs> um i actually made dinner three out of the five nights like from scratch made dinner which normally only get that on recording nights when it's my time to cook so <laughs> i went from a from scratch meal once every other week to three homemade dinners three takes in a row you're fucking welcome fucking gold star <laughs> i went in adulting this week yeah so i've I, you, done all this i've you know been up super fucking early i've worked i've come home and done all the adult things and then i still can't fucking sleep at night because my body isn't used to sleeping at night yes so it's like congratulations you're gonna have three to four hours of, of decent sleep and then you're gonna be restless for an hour and a half to two hours And then you're going to get bomb sleep for a fucking hour. And then eh, 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 wake up, bitch. So, yeah, it is now fucking 8.50 at night and I've been awake since 5.30 this morning. No. Let's get this shit on the fucking road. How's that? (laughs) Also, I have a Shane pizza coming in some, like, an hour or so. I earned my adult participation trophy this week. I will have my shame pizza. I will fucking have my shame pizza that I waited to order until my husband left. Classic. Yes. So anyway, you cooked this week. Yes. What did you make for us? So I made ground sausage with Brussels sprouts, 
Um, that was the original recipe. Naturally, I go off and I added more vegetables of my own. So I added carrots and sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. So pretty simple dish, honestly. You just brown your sausage. Yes. Brown the sausage in the skillet. And um, I cut up the root vegetables because they take the longest. Um, I put them in the oven at 450 for 40 minutes. Um, once I cut them up, I season them with olive oil, a whole lot of spices. Like I went down the line of spices on my TikTok, so look for the TikTok on all the spices that I used. And then just put them in the oven to let them kind of char and soften up. And once I was done with the sausage, I pulled that out, set it aside. I put the Brussels sprouts in there so they could soak up the, uh, the pork fat and put a little bit of seasoning on them and then put them in the oven for about 25 minutes. It ended up being um, in the cast iron skillet. Yeah, Katie loves cast iron skillets. That's for mature people that have their shit together. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> hey, you went above and, ab above and beyond in your recipe, okay? Not only did you do your recipe, you added stuff to it. Okay, well, first off, I had to do something to get my child to eat it. So you added carrots and sweet potatoes to it? Correct. And then, of course, even though he eats these on a weekly basis... He whined and cried that he had to eat them. And I'm like, but you literally fucking ate steamed carrots last night. He's like, Ma, this is too much carrots. It's, it's carrot overload. It's a thing. Okay, but he eats these vegetables all the time. And he does this to me all the time. He loves something a couple days before. Or the week before. Mm -hmm. And then I make it again, and he hates it. And then I'll make it another time. This is the best shit ever. Fucking Christ. If you have kids, you know, they're just picky little shits. My husband's bad enough. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stick with that. But anyway, I had to make some stuff. And I love roasted carrots specifically. But the sweet potatoes turned out fabulous because, like, the outside is, like, crispy, like a fry. And then the inside's squishy. So I love it. But, yeah, it's 25 minutes for the Brussels sprouts. They get a little bit of a nice char on them. I had them on the lower rack, so that way they wouldn't be directly in the heat. And I caramelized some onions. Did not put those in your dish. BT dubs. You're the bomb. <laughs> I was like, girl, you didn't tell me that when you got here. Uh-huh. No, I, I had you figured out. I caramelized some onions, which I did not give to Katie or my son for similar reasons. And hey, hey, hey. and Chris and I had the caramelized onions. <laughs> you sake. you both hate onions. You know what? Fucking next time you make anything for me that has fucking carrots in it, I'm gonna tell you to shove it up your ass. I don't fucking <laughs> like those now. I'll give it to Lo. Show yeah, show, give them to Jack. He likes well, he's never here, but he loves carrots. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I made you your dish special because I knew that you would not want the onions. <laughs> and that is eat. Okay, cool. A simple dish has lots of uh, lots of vegetables, lots of flavor. Yeah, this I think this is the first time we've had pork. In... Uh, lion's head. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, girl, you got to make that again. Yeah, I made it one time Mm. after that, and the kids were in love. Um, I cut down the bok choy, so that way it was um, bite-sized instead of stringy, how it was before, and that made a huge difference. Mm. But, yes, I will make that again at some point. Yes. Okay, so what did you focus your, uh, what is your ingredient that you're focusing on? Brussels sprouts. The Brussels sprouts. Brussels. All right, so Brussels sprouts contain fiber that uh, has good bacteria in it. Uh, It's rich in sulfur compounds, which helps combat bad bacteria such as H. pylori in your gut. Helps you fart. (laughs) Promotes iron absorption and bone health. May regulate blood sugar levels and is rich in vitamin K, C, antioxidants, and ALA omega-3 fatty acids. It's one of the best foods for your gut health. Brussels sprouts, when you're looking to buy Brussels sprouts, you want to choose ones that are firm and compact. They don't want to be open like cabbage leaves. They're supposed to be very tight. Uh, They're... Green uniformly and heavy for their size. They just look like tiny cabbages. They're so cute. <laughs> they smell like asshole, though, when you cook them. It doesn't matter how you make them. Yeah. It, they smell... I, I think that, honestly, I've found it depends on how you prepare them and what you season them with. Because if you steam them, they're going to smell like straight ass. <laughs> In my personal opinion. Yes, but I, I don't know, even, I guess in the oven, the way that I normally make them, it's not too bad, but I still think it fucking stinks. Yeah, I always put them in the oven because I think that makes it taste better. I like the little bit of char that they get to them, or just how it cooks that way, but if you steam it, I don't want anything to do with it. That's how Nate makes his. No. I'm like, let me upgrade you, okay? Heathen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he just, it's food in his mouth as fast as possible is the way to go so oh okay yeah. well bougie i am bougie right. uh so brussels sprouts are available as the individual sprouts of the little tiny cabbage or still attached to the stock uh make sure that when you choose them they're similar in size so that way they'll cook about the same amount of time i mean that's pretty normal for most uh vegetables you want uniform size so that they will they will cook uniformly. Avoid wilted or blemished sprouts or any of those with yellow leaves. Is no good. They will be the cheapest and best quality from October to December as they are a cold weather crop. Hey. Uh, frozen Brussels sprouts are easy to keep on hand and may cost less because of them keeping so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you store them, you want to refrigerate them in an open or a perforated plastic bag in the vegetable drawer. They'll keep up to 10 days, um, and that's the best quality way to keep them. You wash them under cool running water and trim them because, like, the bottom sort of gets um, gray almost. Like, where it was attached to the stock, it gets kind of gray. So you just want to trim off that little gray bit. It's not going to hurt you if you eat it. It's just, it tastes moldy is all I can come up with. It tastes very, uh, okay. it's like if you were to go to lick the grass, that's, that's, I, that's literally what I was, that's what I was thinking in yeah. my head. Yeah. You can cut it up, leave it whole, cut it in halves, quarter or shred it. I've never had it shredded. I always have them. 
Huh. Because I think, like, quartered is too much invested time for me. Well, plus, I mean, some leaves fall off when you're cutting them. Yeah. And that just, like, especially when you cook them, like, they're going to break down a little bit. So if you cut them into quarters, it, you're, I don't know, I almost feel like you're just going to have, like, crispy little leaf bits. Yes. Yeah. Ha- having is the way to go for me as well. Agreed. So most Brussels sprouts, like I said, are green, but there are also red and purple varieties. Brussels sprouts are similar to cabbage, but have a milder taste, which I guess I sort of agree with that uh, cabbage has a flavor. I don't fucking like cabbage. Um, And they're also in dense, they're more dense than cabbage is. Overcooked Brussels sprouts turn an olive green and have a very unpleasant sulfur odor. So if your stuff has turned olive green and smells like rotten eggs, you have gone too far, my friend. You've done fucked up, son. Yes. And I thought this was kind of interesting. One pound of Brussels sprouts is only 24 sprouts. Wow. That's how dense they are. They are meaty little suckers. Yeah. If you get a chance, definitely look them up. Like, the way that they grow... It's really wild. They, it's almost like, um, almost like a barber shop, you know, like that candy, that oh, candy cane thing. Like it swirls. Yeah, it it almost looks like that to me. Huh. How they're just uniformly sit on the stalk and they like twirl up the stalk. Oh, that's cool. It's it's really cool, and they yeah, I've never seen one till I was a couple of years ago. I don't think I've ever seen one, actually. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen one, like, in its natural state, and then I came across a picture of one, and I'm like, that's wild. So, yeah, go look those up, because they're really cool. Those are my f- facts about the Brussels sprouts. Anyway, all right, well, thank you for that. Um, I will also probably have my own, well, not my own, but, like, I'll make uh, Brussels sprouts at some point, um for here. I don't fucking know what I'll talk about, but I gotta have them because I, I, I've only recently started eating them like within like the last year, I think maybe about a year ago is when I first tried them. I think when I made them was when you, cause I made them for, I think it was for Yule or in bulk. I made them for, I know I had them before that. Okay. I wasn't a big fan of them, but I, I love all things salt and vinegar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. flavored together specifically. They have to be. Um, and I found a recipe for salt and vinegar Brussels sprouts and I'm like, let's give that a try. Yeah. And they're fucking awesome. So now whenever I eat Brussels sprouts, that's the only way I eat them mm-hmm. and I dip them in mayo because that's healthy. <laughs> um, I like putting balsamic vinegar on them and then roasting them in the oven. That's what. Yes, 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 my friend. That is exactly what that is. So now they just sound good. So I'll probably make make those here uh, in a couple days. Sweet. So, all right. So today we are going to be talking about the Twin City Opera House, which oh. familiar? No, just Opera House. Yes, ish, ish, ish. <laughs> Um, It is in the middle of the city of McConnellsville, Mm -hmm. which is in southeast Ohio. Um, Oh. Yeah, right? 
I know, when you hear Twin City, yeah, that's, that's not, not what you think at all. No. I know, I thought the same thing. I was like, who? <laughs> fucking no one talking about Ohio, right? Um, it is an hour northeast of Athens. Oh, okay. So, so first I'm going to give you a little bit of the history of it, kind of, you know, what it is, what it has been, all that shit. So, from its first days as an opera house, it has been a place of cultural events for the city. The Twin City Opera House was built in 1892 and was meant to serve as a theater and government offices, such as the mayor's. Today, it still serves the same purpose. In 1879, there was a fire that burned down the northwest corner of McConnellsville. Uh, The area sat vacant for nearly 10 years. Adam, oh shit, I fucked this all up. Um, According to Adam Shriver, who is the executive director of the Opera House, uh, the city council decided they wanted to build something to function as a community center for government, entertainment, and culture of the city. In the space that burned down, they decided to build the Opera House. Although it was originally built as a vaudeville house, a theater used for comedy and dance performances. Once silent films became popular in the 1930s, the Opera House underwent a major renovation in 1936 to have a full projection equipment installed. Um, also, throughout the story, there's going to be like some quotes and part of it's like interviewee oh, okay. style. Um, it's kind of interesting, I think, because that would have been during the Depression, and to make an investment like they did they would have totally renovated everything, and it was kind of a leap of faith to do in that time, Shriver said. Yeah. Through different phases of technology and change, the Opera House has never closed its doors since opening. It has withstood television, automobiles, and now online streaming services. After about a year of working at the Opera House, Shriver met a man named Eric Glosser, who is a ghost hunter who came to go on a hunt at the building. Glosser experienced so much paranormal activity from the building that he told Shriver he should consider making a business out of the paranormal paranormalities of the Opera House. Glosser, who is a team member of the United Paranormal Project, now has handled the paranormal business of the for the Opera House for about 12 years. He's always been fascinated with the paranormal and wanted to be a parapsychologist growing up. Um, Glosser became a cop, but when he retired, he decided to join a ghost team. He said that once shows like Ghost Hunters came on TV, it opened a door to talk about the supernatural more freely. I did have a lot of things that happened when I was a police officer, Glosser said. Back then, you didn't go to the station and say you saw stuff happen, though. After Glosser retired, he joined a paranormal team. His leader was looking for places to go, and they came across the Twin City Opera House. We came down and investigated, and it was just off the charts, Glosser said. We came back a second time, and it was just as crazy. Um, So the halls of the Twin City Opera House roam with various spirits, most of them friendly, Glosser said. Robert Lowry, for example, lives (laughs) lives in the catwalk. (laughs) I know. He was supposedly a stagehand during the 20th century. Glosser said after about a year of working at the Opera House, he first met Robert. He asked the spirit if it could drop the temperature in the room, which it did from 80 degrees to 65 degrees. Jeebus. Yeah. 
much like Ohio did Yes, this week. I was going <laughs> to say, let me show you which state I am from. <laughs> um, at first, Gloucester said he didn't know if he had captured a ghost, but when he was listening to his audio, he found a voice that sounded like a man who was half drunk and said, I've got red wine, which that's all you, <laughs> that's all you need to snag me to. <laughs> um, so Glosser nicknamed him Red Wine Robert. <laughs> it, it's really a strange thing because people who, who don't believe in the paranormal think this, this guy is wacky, but I have a friend that's a ghost, Glosser said. This voice came through what Glosser said is an EVP, which I'm sure everybody is aware if you're listening to this podcast, but an EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon. 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 Okay. Someone may not hear the voice, but when they listen to the audio, it may come through. He has more than 5,000 EVPs. You know, this Robert guy was just chilling his wine. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, buddy, I got some wine. I got some wine. I dropped the temperature in the room and needed chill. Yeah, I was just trying. Although... If it's red wine, I'm I I've heard before that red wine is n- not supposed to be chilled. It is supposed to be room temperature, and only white wine is supposed to be chilled. Something tells me that the stage hand on a catwalk gives not a shit. That's a good point. Also, <laughs> he's a ghost, so fuck it. Yes. <laughs> um, we have hundreds of hours of video of stuff that is paranormal that is not possible. Glosser said. There are two types of EVPs, Glosser has said. Residual EVPs are like a frozen section of time on repeat, where the spirit is unaware humans are there. Intelligent spirits are able to respond to humans and answer questions. Most of those are intelligent. So Robert, the ghost, told Glosser there are 14 spirits living in the opera house. Glosser said he knows of 10 for sure, but doesn't know all of their names yet, and it's taken him 12 years to learn the ones that he has. Sorry if you hear any whining. Um, That is my senior dog being confused that she can't see us, but can maybe hear us. Maybe. Being the operative. We're here. Yeah, we're not entirely, we're not entirely sure to be perfectly honest with you. I'm just gonna go open the freaking door. Or baby. Several irrelevant tangents later. Okay. So I'm hearing that Robert has the tea on all the people, <laughs> not the wine. Robert does have the tea. Yes. And apparent Robert has no shame, as we'll soon find out. In spilling the tea. Oh. So, he's quite the chatty Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, it took 12 years for Glosser to know 10 of the possible 14 spirits living in the opera house. It's kind of a slow process, he said. It's not like we're having a conversation and I'm answering all of your questions. Sometimes you're not getting as much information as other times. He said the spirits are mostly friendly. But the opera house does have a darker side. Mm. Shocker. This next thing... The next thing he says... It gave me... (laughs) Gave me goose flesh the first time I read it. And I just read it again and it gave me goose flesh. And it's just the way he phrases it. We call it Charlie. Ew. First off, if you're you're just going with... Calling it an it and not a he or a she, then you probably shouldn't name it. (laughs) We, yeah. We've, we've talked about this, people, okay? 
And if you're going with gender neutral, let's go with a they them situation, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, because that just makes it sound horrible. Yeah. Yes. I, I hate that. <laughs> so we call it Charlie, Glosser said. We don't know what Charlie is. We don't know if it's a, a demon or an evil spirit. Ooh. I always thought of it as, I always thought it was kind of demonic. Right. The opera house has a basement where the cast and crew would get ready for a performance. Below that is a sub basement, which is nicknamed the black hole. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like those old, really old buildings and like theaters and stuff always have a fucking sub basement, which is where nobody wants to be. Exactly. Um, a tunnel system runs underneath the opera house that goes throughout the town. Now these tunnels remain unused. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. Now these tunnels remain unused. Um, This is where Charlie is most often experienced. So maybe fucking stay out of the sub-basement. Yeah, subterranean level. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. But when you get TV shows that want to come in, the most fascinating spirit here is Robert, hands down, Glosser said. But they all want to lock on Charlie because he's dark. Well, fine. You just send them down in the creepo basement and, you yeah. know, see how fast they run when the lights get shut off. Yeah. Um, Glosser said he has had several encounters with Charlie, none pleasant. The worst came when a private team rented out the building and Glosser was giving them a tour. I'm over by the tunnel and talking about it. We've got weird stuff growling and stuff says get the fuck out and really creepy stuff and I'm standing there. I didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, Glosser said. Something invisible grabs my arms and moves me back like I'm a rag doll. But I am a 300-pound man. My legs were not bending. They were straight. It was like defying gravity. You, you want to be like, hey, dude, I'm the one who wants to leave. They're the one that wants to be here. Yeah. I can't leave because they are here. Yeah, I'm doing the thing. The quicker you let me get this over with, the quicker we'll be... Out of your... Space. Space. I was going to say hair, but I was like... I don't like that. <laughs> um, it felt like an hour to Glosser, but it, in reality it was only a few seconds. When he was a foot off the ground, it dropped him. Glosser said someone in the group said, Dude, how did you do that? But <laughs> Glosser can't explain it. <laughs> Charlie is known to target women. Fun. Because uh, alive men don't target us enough. Right. <laughs> uh, who will leave with scratches or lightheadedness. Uh, Glosser said he has seen over a dozen women start throwing up in the basement. Uh, okay. Yeah. When he is present, there is a strong electrical charge, Glosser said. You'll get the hair raised on your arm and you'll get nauseous. Uh, Robert does not like Charlie, Glosser said. <laughs> <laughs> when Charlie is present, Robert told Glosser that Charlie is the one in control. I don't know if I believe in portals or not, but according to Robert, there are portals, Glosser said. He said the tunnel system is a portal that Charlie will travel through. There's one in the catwalk that he goes through. Robert says he can open it and close it. Ouija boards are not allowed on the property as Glosser strictly does not allow it. I agree with that considering who's there. He says, you might use it 100 times and nothing will happen. 
all it takes is that one time and something comes through and if it's demonic it's bad news i agree with you sir yes especially when there has been activity already yeah let's not make it worse yeah um at least he's not condemning it you know for other reasons just the whole like you could use it and be totally fine but let's just not fuck around and find out in this instance let's not fuck around and find out yeah (laughs) normally i'm all for fucking around and finding out that sounded dirty or than what i really thought it was going to anyway um he said he's pretty skeptical oh wait sorry that was from something completely different (laughs) and now for something completely different yeah (laughs) um Shriver said he hasn't seen much paranormal activity from the building, but more so weird occurrences like sounds or smells that are unexplainable. I'm there at weird hours of the night enough, Shriver said. I don't have a lot of interest interest in seeing things or being exposed. Mm. Um, Glosser said spirits can drain energy from electrical devices, phones, laptops, cameras, etc. And there is nothing a living nothing a living person can do. Some spirits do not like to be photographed or recorded and will purposely drain batteries or knock over cameras, which, you know, we all pretty know that, know that pretty well. Um, He said he has had groups go other places in the opera house and come back to find their cameras face down on the floor and unplugged. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. No close up today. (laughs) Elizabeth is a 10 year old female spirit who also lives in the opera house. Her mom was a performer named Victoria. We wondered why Elizabeth was in the catwalk with Robert, Glosser said. Robert was married, but not to Victoria. When she was here, they did some hanky-panky, and Elizabeth was the result. Oh. Like I said, Robert's just spilling all the fucking Yeah, tea. Robert has all the skinny on all the people. Yeah, and is, like, freely letting it go about other people and himself yeah he's like yeah i did a thing it turned out i got a kid robert is gossip girl yeah and now it seems like they're all freaking stuck there (laughs) (laughs) um elizabeth unfortunately died to a heavy fever one night while her mom was performing glosser said he caught an evp of a woman saying i'm sorry i'm sorry and he wondered if she was a performer or in distress he later found out the woman was Elizabeth's mom talking about being sorry for her death. Mm. Recently, he had an EVP of what sounded like Elizabeth saying, I forgive. Mm-hmm. It was like everything somehow in death, they were separated and now they're together. Glosser said, I have no idea. It's beyond me. Um, Glosser has been all over the country to some of America's most haunted locations, including Waverly Hills Sanatorium, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, hey, hey, the USS North Carolina, but he still can't seem to understand why the Twin City Opera House is the most haunted of all of them. This place consistently has more activity than any of them, and it's just crazy. Hmm. So that was my story on uh, Twin City Opera House. The whole portals thing um, I find really interesting because there are some places where the EVPs you get back say, like, you know, so-and-so won't let us leave, and, like, talking about how, like, there's somebody in control, and it almost makes me wonder if the places that have the most activity have something like that. 
I wonder, too, if it's on, on or very near, like, a ley line or something. Probably. I didn't look it up because I didn't have the thought until just now. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably. I would imagine because, you know, the energy would be the highest in those places, so they would come through more, you know? Yeah. Especially having that many spheres. But, I mean, at the same time, I, it's an old-ass fucking building that's been so many different things. You know, had so many different people through it. Mm-hmm. Who fucking I, knows? I just, I adore the fact that Robert's like, let me tell you about all the things. <laughs> He's like, listen, now that I have somebody that is going to listen to my side of the story, although I have to say, like, Robert, you need to speed this up, bro, okay? Because it's yeah. been 12 fucking years and this is all we got. Yeah. Like, I need more. I, I need more. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like tapping the microphone. This thing on. I got things to talk about. Like I am half a bottle in. Oh, Let's no. go. <laughs> the the '90s person, kid, something in me who grew up with Britney Spears. When you were like, "Is this thing on?" Instantly started playing Britney Spears' version of uh, "I Love Rock and Roll." Oh. She does that at the beginning of that song. I don't think I ever watched that movie. Like, I know what you're talking about. Crossroads? Yeah. I did. Yeah, I know. Robert. Fucking Robert. Can you imagine, like, being the other ghost in that building and be like, motherfucker, I don't want... Why are you telling my life story? Why are you telling my business? Yeah. It was my life. It's my afterlife. It's my life. And it seems like it's never. <laughs> now I gotta unlive forever. Yeah, fuck that, man. I hope I'm not a ghost when I die. <laughs> Actually, I hope I am, because I'm gonna be a shysty one. I have decided now I'm gonna be a shysty ghost. <laughs> if I'm a ghost, I'm gonna be a shysty one. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to look up that whole ley line thing. Yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah. Since I'm sure you'll tell me later. Absolutely. Yes. I fucking remember after I get done eating my shame pizza and go crawl into my bed. Yeah. Um. So, do you have this or that this week? I do have this or that. Yay, this or that is back! Ready? Let's play! I did not have a book this week because the last book... I did not like. I did not agree... With the fact that it is so highly rated. What book is this? Uh, The Thursday Murder Club. Okay. I was not a fan. Okay. I got... Normally, I give books a solid five chapters to let me in. I could not handle this book, chapter two. No. I couldn't do it. And I think it's just... the. The way that the speech pattern was. Is that the old Englishy one? It was the old Englishy one. Okay. And I, you know, as much as I enjoy historical books, like, I'm used to that sort of, I I just, I could not get into it. Was it, like, do you think it was the person that was reading it? No. It was just the way it was written? It was the way it was written. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the names was supposed to be Abraham, and it was Abraham. No. That's how they pronounced it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm out? I'm out. I'm out when Abraham becomes Abraham. Yeah. 
Okay. It, it was like the difference between herbs and herbs. Because there's a fucking H in it. Yeah, it it's one of those things where aluminium. Yeah, I don't like it. Versus, no, I don't like it. Well, yeah, I had, I couldn't, I'm sorry. Nuclear, nuclear. I couldn't, I'm sorry. There are, there's more. There are plenty more. But anyway. So what book did you, or wait, no. I did not have a book this week because that's the one that I had up. Yeah. Um, but I will have one next week. Um, which is Arsenic and Adobo. Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, and old, late, no? Okay. No, it it is going to be Arsenic and Adobo by Mia P. Menansela. I'm sorry. I will learn how to pronounce that by next week, I promise you. (laughs) This was just reading it offhand right the fuck fast. Yes. So I will be pronouncing that correctly next week. Okay. So what is your this or that then? All right. So the first one that I have, this is a little bit more in depth for you. I am so sorry. Oh, my brain. My brain. Your brain. It's been through a regular 40-hour work week. I was all about the Halloween day. What is two movies that you absolutely have to watch Halloween Day? I watch scary movies all the fucking time. Dude. I know, but all the time to- I don't. You don't have any that you're like. This makes me feel like Halloween. I already know one of yours. Okay. Fucking what? A, what, what? Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. I'm asking about yours. I know, but I don't. Why don't you do yours first? Okay. Give me a minute to, to like, think. So, I watch Trick or Treat every year. I hate the scene where the kid throws up, so I always have to turn that way the fuck down and look away for a hot minute. Um, I watch Hocus Pocus every year. Hocus Pocus be the quintessential in my household. And Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel ashamed that I didn't think of Hocus Pocus. But I'm going to go easy on myself because I've been through a preposterous 40-hour work week. Yes. That I'm not used to. I would love to watch Hocus Pocus every year for Halloween. I, however, unfortunately do not own it and I do not have regular cable. So I don't watch it every Halloween. I watch it when it is available to me and when I think of it. Yes. But that, I would like that to be a tradition. Mm. I would most welcome that. Um, Trick or Treat, I actually need some clarifications on because I started watching it mm-hmm. at one point and then it, it seemed like it's like a collection of short films. Yes. Okay. Is that little pumpkin head thing in every one of them? Um, he is a main theme throughout it. Um, it's actually based on a comic book. Okay. I was super confused when I first started watching it. And so I was like, I don't know if this is for me. So all I remember is like, I guess the first part of it. And I remember was some kid acting shysty or something being a little shit. Yes. There was one kid who was smashing pumpkins. And didn't he kill his family or something? Or no. Okay. See, I don't, I barely remember. Okay. So, um, for those of you who haven't, watch Trick or Treat, sorry, bit of spoilers here, but so all the little mini stories that you see throughout this 
all make for one evening. So the first story that you see is like towards the end of the evening, but you're seeing it first. Does it have the same people? Yes. Oh, okay. So like, um, you watch them go through their day, but backwards, uh, kind of, it jumps around a bit. So you're not going to understand it until you see it all the way through. Okay. Um, because there is one point where Sam is trying to murder a guy that you hear him yelling because Sam's trying to murder him, but you hear it early on in the movie in another person's story. Okay. So it all intertwines. Okay. They just do it. They just do it really differently and interestingly. And um, each mini story has different characters in it, but you see these characters in other people's stories. It's all interwoven. Yes. Okay. It's all interwoven, and you. Um, it's hard to understand. Um, as you're watching it, the first time. I personally feel like you need to have somebody who's watched this movie or knows this comic book to understand it fully, or 